0: The six hundred
1: and fifty million is from a bankrupt company itself,
0: right? That ain't even the part that tickled me, right? The part that tickled me: (laughs) Voyager (laughs) tokens. What the hell is those? And why don't I want those? You're
1: listening to the Snob OS Podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. This is Mika Monfort, a.k.a. Tech Sally Diva.
0: Yo, this is Terrence Gaines,
1: a.k.a. Brother Tech. And welcome to the Snob West Show, the show for Apple snobs where we talk all things Apple and then some. Welcome back to another week. We want to, before we get into the show, we definitely want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters, whom we call Snobbists. If you are interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, you can head on over to patreon.com slash or head on over to our website snobbwestcast.com to get all of the details. Let's go ahead and kick it off with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. So today, Wednesday, July 6th, I think we may need to call it Beta Day because Apple has released a series of Beta 3s for pretty much the full lineup of OSs from iPad, OS uh, 16, iOS 16, got a beta three, uh, Mac, OS 13, Ventura got a beta three, Watch OS 9 got a beta three, and tvOS even got a beta three. So let's start off with iPad and iOS 16, the beta that was released today. Apple doesn't typically announce what's in the beta, And that's typically because they want beta testers who are in the Apple developer program to be able to go in and to use a software to find bugs, uh, performance kinks, without kind of having a little bit of insight into what is in the beta release. But for the Iowa 16 beta 2 release that is about two weeks old, there were a couple of highlights that were covered in that beta. Uh, which was um, iCloud backup support for LTE and 5G was added, Um, new menu support um, and options for managing HomePod, Um, also uh, improvements to SMS filtering for messages, and also there was the addition of resending edited messages um, to users running the previous iOS version. So this th- those are the changes for the beta 2. We are now on the beta 3 version. I think we're getting closer and closer to the first um, public uh, beta. So um, anything, I guess, you're keeping an eye on or do you plan on uh, putting this beta on any of your devices?
0: Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I quit putting beta on devices a long time ago, uh, simply because, one, when I first started doing it, they were super buggy, uh, broke my phone up. So then I stopped doing it for that. And then when the public betas started coming out, um, I would put them on for the public betas, but I would burn through all of the features. Uh, so by the time the new stable actual release of that OS version, it was kind of old because I had been playing with it. Talking about it, you know, sharing the excitement. All had
1: kind of worn off, right?
0: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So now, you know, when everybody's supposed to be excited, I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's old. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, I stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now that I'm looking at it. Uh, I think, uh, um, uh, the public beta, I think, for iOS, um, I thought it was out already. I'm trying to look through the internet real fast, but I guess not, but Mm-mm. you already so mentioned it looks that. like
1: yeah, it looks like the public uh, beta for testers is sometime oh, later this testers, month. and then after that, they're expecting the public release in September. But I think the fact that we are getting these betas so close together, Mm -hmm. I think we are at a point where it may be pretty locked in. They may fix and tweak some things. And if they could add some other things to it without breaking it, I think we might be at that point. But the fact that there is um, a public beta that is coming out later this month, I think Apple may be pretty confident that they are close to their gold build of iOS 16. If we have any of our listeners who still subscribe to putting betas on either a primary or a secondary device, if there's anything that you've seen um, that interests you or that kind of caught your eye, definitely hit us up in our Discord to let us know um, either what you think about this beta 3, or if you've uh, noticed anything that would be a cause for concern. So that's iOS 16 and iPad OS 16. There's also a beta 3 for macOS Ventura. That is the macOS that we are expecting this fall as well. Again, um, Apple doesn't really release a whole lot of information um, regarding what is in the build, but um, stage manager is one of the key um, uh, features that are coming in Ventura, as well as the continuity um, features, uh, meaning switching from your, uh, your iPhone camera um, to uh, your um, us- using your tablet uh, interchangeably with your iOS with your actual laptop, so those are probably the biggest things I think that caught. I know we, we when we did our favorites, um, stage manager and um, the continuity stuff were pretty high on our interest list. Um, yeah. So
0: for me, the the highest thing on the list would be the iCloud Share Photo Library, mm-hmm. which looks like it's coming to. Um, these latest beta 3 builds so yep. again I don't have the beta uh, on my devices but definitely hoping that they get that right because that is a main thing you know for my family now that I've got kids with multiple devices you know trying to beg and plead to get them to add their files to a yep. shared album that we can all see is a task so being able to just one time set up a shared photo library that all of us can upload to, that'll definitely, definitely benefit for me.
1: Yeah. And it looks like messages um, is um, definitely on the collaboration um, front with uh, Ventura as well as Safari and the share tabs. Um, so it looks like again, um, with this beta three, um, it looks like we're inching closer and closer to getting the um, public beta um, and inching closer and closer to the final um, release, which we should be expecting this fall. WatchOS 9 got a beta 3 as well. Um, With the WatchOS uh, 9, it looks like we are, it's It's WatchOS 9 is no longer supporting the Series 3 watches. So there is going to be a bit of an upgrade to watch faces. Um, So it's going to help because we now have the bigger screens on pretty much the Series 4 and after. Um, The uh, cordy keyboard, um, which was one of the highlights in the announcement, as well is coming on board. Some new languages are coming on board. But it looks like the biggest update um, what this beta three is going to be in the workout app because a lot of people use their Apple Watch. I think that was one of the biggest selling features um, when the Apple Watch came out is you can use it to track your workouts. Well, it looks as if um, the workout app is getting some new features. Um, and specifically for runners, there is going to be a new workout view. And you don't have to necessarily go into the workout app to see this. You can just scroll the digital crown and it gives you a bunch of different metrics while you are actually, say, running. You can get your activity rings, your different heart rates, um, how you are in power, um, how you are in battery life, and also elevation, especially if you're running up hills and valleys to try and get your heart rate to do its thing to make you lose as much weight or burn as much fat as you are trying to do. Additionally, Sleep App. For those of you who enjoy sleeping in your Apple Watch, it looks like um, this is going to give you a little bit more data um, regarding how you sleep. I know there are different apps that you can put on your iPhone that can kind of track that. Now you'll be able to get those extended metrics on your your watch if you choose to sleep in your watch. I personally don't like sleeping in my watch, um, but for those of you who do, This is going to be it for you.
0: Yeah, I don't sleep in my watch um, because I forget to charge it in the morning. (laughs) That's the only reason why. (laughs) I mean, I don't mind sleeping in it; It makes no difference, but I put it on the nightstand so I don't have to worry about uh, charging up in the morning, which if I, I need to, I've been, I've been getting big into uh, smart home stuff, Mm -hmm. even more so than I was before. Uh, specifically with automations, and this brings up a good idea. Maybe I can figure out some sort of automation that if I did sleep with in my watch, if I wake up, or if I do something that triggers something, maybe it'll. Maybe I can get it to trigger a reminder to say, "Hey, uh, charge your watch while you brush your teeth," or something like I don't know, or put your clothes on or something. Let me think about that. I may I may come up with a. May report back next week with a with a automation that if if my. I'm I'm thinking it through out loud on air, (laughs) if I if my uh, camera, no, I don't have a camera. Uh, Let me think about it. I'll think about it and I'll report back next week. (laughs) Join us in the discord. I'll talk through it there. (laughs) Cool.
1: All right, and the last of the updates are coming from tvOS. I personally don't use Apple TV, um, but there is a beta 3 for tvOS as well that was released. And um, the biggest thing that are apparently in tvOS, Nintendo Switch controller compatibility, which means you will have better compatibility with your Switch um, using your Apple TV HDR 10 support, um, video video forward featuring Apple TV Plus tab. That's a lot to say that it looks like on the tab of the Apple TV, you'll be able to preview something. Rich video previews at the top of Apple TV Plus tab helps you to discover their next favorite original from Apple. Interesting.
0: Yeah, so I have an Apple TV and Mm -hmm. uh, we have a Nintendo Switch uh, that we play as a family. Maybe this will not convince. Maybe this will uh, get me to actually look at some of the current games Mm -hmm. that are available for Apple TV. Now that I can connect my Switch controllers, Um, trying to navigate an Apple TV using the Apple TV remote is a chore gotcha. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe having that uh functionality on a traditional well i'm not traditional because nintendo switch joy cons are not traditional but they have the joystick they're easier
1: video. to control and navigate
0: through right that are used for gaming that i may just look that up since i already have them so yeah i might just check those out i may i may just go through some of their games to see what they got on apple tv cool
1: and the final thing apple fitness plus um, on TVOS um, during your workout, um, you will be able to see your metrics on on your screen. Um, I didn't realize you weren't able to do that. Um, I assumed you would, but um, all right, that's cool.
0: Well, it's um, it's um, intensity metrics. You can see on on Apple Fitness if you're doing it on an Apple TV. They'll show you, um, they'll what, show like you the rings. The rings. Uh-huh. So the the um, heart rate, a couple other, couple other features, but you they don't see the uh, um, intensity metrics: easy, moderate, hard, or all out. Um, they really don't show you that. They the uh, the person who's leading the uh, workout, the fitness instructor, mm-hmm. call those out. But you don't see those visually on the TV.
1: Oh, so it's yeah. more of a verbal verbal cues, as right? To right. Where you the are. Verbal. The, gotcha. They'll tell you,
0: all right. Now it's time to you know go all out, or this should be easy, moderate. But you really don't see okay. that visually on the television until gotcha. I guess now.
1: Cool. All right, and the last of that um, HomePod, there is um, there are updates. So there's a HomePod software 16 um, that was added. Um, to the public beta testing. Um, so for the HomePod, it seems as if it's an even smaller population of developers. So you have these um, these betas and the dev- these developer builds that are only for those people who are in the developer program, but there's a smaller subset of people in the developer program who have access to the HomePod uh, software as well. So. Um, it doesn't again specifically say what is coming um, down the pipe for HomePod, but it looks like a smaller population of people will get to see that as well. So that'll be interesting to see if anything comes out of that, because as we talked last week, there seems to be a new um, um, a new resurgence of the HomePod. Remember had homebots before then they kind of phased out and it went to the homepod minis now it looks like we're coming back to the home pods as well so for people who use home pods um it looks like it may be something simpler or new um added to the slate
0: well it'll probably be something new because if you think about it there is no interface for homepod right, right? you either have to use it via uh the home app and if you really don't care about smart home or home kit who cares about using it in that or you're just stuck with whatever your phone can do as it relates to pushing music to it right like you know playing music around the house well now that since apple is starting to see more use cases for home pod Then maybe they're thinking now it's time to actually come out with a HomePod OS to where you can customize it a little bit more, whether it be per identity. If you have multiple people in the house, you know, um, if you're interconnecting it with other things, like if you are a HomeKit or a smart home person, the ability to, you know, integrate into that a little bit more outside of um, just being able to do the intercom thing. Speaking of which, I recently got a HomePod, uh, the HomePod mini. And the coolest thing that solves a major problem of mine was when somebody rings my smart camera doorbell, the HomePod acts as a doorbell, as a door chime. The problem I was having with that is I called myself wiring the camera to the doorbell to the to the old school door chime mm-hmm. in the house it don't work and if <laughs> it does work it sounds like a dead pigeon dying <laughs> you know if it worked at all so now uh now that i've added the home pod, uh, to our house and i integrated it into our um home kit uh now when somebody rings the doorbell the home pod chimes which just serves just solves a huge problem i was having so all that to say all around the world to say as people come up with more use cases for home pod then they apple should probably figure out how to create a os of its own
1: and it makes sense especially when we talked last week that the um ipad um ipad os 16 is no longer going to be able to serve as a HomeKit hub Mm -hmm. that leaves more credence to, you know, there being a separate interface and way to manage any of your HomeKit automations. Mm -hmm. All right. That wraps it up for beta day. Um, let's head on over to a couple of other, um, key things we should know from Apple, um, during the, um, WWDC keynote it was announced that the new M2 MacBook Airs would be coming out in July. It appears if we have a date, pre-orders will start on July 8th, which is this Friday. Today
0: if you're listening to us on Friday. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> there are you can pre-order them right now. If you are listening to the recorded show and the um overall release date, meaning the date that they ship, meaning the date that they'll be available in stores, will be July 15th. Um, The pre-orders will be starting at 5 a.m. Pacific. So that's 8, I mean, 5 a.m. Pacific, meaning it would be 8 a.m. Eastern, which is a bit of a more reasonable hour for those of us um, specifically on the East Coast. So if you were in the market, if the uh, M2 MacBook Air was your jam, Your time has come and it is time for you to
0: go and get your device. So I I may be interested, uh, may not be in the market directly, but I may be interested indirectly um, for my daughter, Uh, my 12 year old. She is like super heavy into YouTube. Mm -hmm. She bugged us, bugged us, bugged us for like consistently. This is probably the most consistency I've (laughs) seen out of her. (laughs) Bugged us consistently for a year to get her a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Finally, 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 we go ahead. We, I mean, not recently, but um, I'd say earlier this year, we let her get a YouTube channel. And now she is like recently starting to actually create content so so much so that um i have i have a new mic um, for for the longest i used the yeti blue yeti mic uh, since i bought a new mic i gave her my yeti mic and i had a one of those basic logitech uh cameras that i was using for video for the podcast upgraded my camera which I'm probably going to end up doing end up doing again shortly but when I do all that I give all that stuff to her well <laughs> and we all also downloaded final cut pro so and also paid for a um a Udemy class not sponsored and no, no. Udemy hiatus. Mm-hmm. uh but I found we'll a final it. cut yeah I found a final cut pro course on Udemy for to watch it, for her to watch all that to say her little 2012, 128 gigs of storage, eight gigabytes of RAM. MacBook Air is screaming anytime she does anything. That thing is loud, so I had to give her the Yeti mic to do a better job of masking the sound from the the fans from her MacBook, so she could get better audio when she's doing the when she's making YouTube videos. So all the way around the world to say. I may be interested and I believe in laptops. I really don't believe in desktops because they're more, um, what's the word, versatile. Hmm. They're more versatile because it's your device. So if you need to take it somewhere, you can take it somewhere. But if you want to create a desktop system, you can, there's ports, there's docks, there's monitors, there's all these things that you can use to actually dock your laptop and give that desktop experience. So I really don't buy desktops, so. um, I may be interested in a newer Apple laptop to do the whole hand me down thing. So if we were if I were to get an M2 MacBook Air or MacBook Pro whenever they come out, it would probably go to my wife. My wife has a 2019 MacBook Air uh, with the touch bar. That would go to my 14-year-old, and my 14-year-old has a 2014 MacBook Air, the clamshare MacBook Air. That would go to my 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> anything's better than the what she's got right hand now. The process of
1: hand-down, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's definitely, we are, we are a hand-me-down family,
1: <laughs> uh, but,
0: but if you're getting the hand-me-down, my opinion is that's better than what you got now, Jack. So you exactly. better take it and like it. Be happy. Unless. Unless she gets really, really good at this because she's getting good. I ain't going I ain't going front. I watched one of her YouTube videos uh, today and basically what she does is she is a uh, Roblox player. So all she does is to run around Roblox all day. So uh, she's got Final Cut Pro now. She's learning video editing. Um, I gave her the ins and outs <laughs> very begrudgingly. She listened about here's what you say. When you when you start your video, you got to tell people what it's about. You got to tell people who you got to tell people who you are, what the video is about, and what you what the takeaway from the video is in the first couple of seconds, or people are not going to watch. Mm-hmm. And you got to kind of narrate what you're doing. You can't just be on there playing and people just watching. You got to kind of narrate what you're doing. All right, I'm going to do this. All right, we're going over this area. Yada yada yada. So she kind of she soaks a little bit of it in. So she soaked that in, and she's actually using that. Um and applying it to the video. So she's actually getting pretty good. So the caveat to, or the exception to her getting uh, uh, an old, super old 2014 MacBook Air, to where if she gets real good, she may just get a newer device and not have to deal with the hand-me-down. So we shall see. So I may be in the market for an M2 uh, MacBook so my daughter can get her uh, YouTube on.
1: Nice. All right. Go ahead, number middle child. Get that uh, YouTube money. Get you some sponsorships, some ads. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The uh, final thing on the Lowdown docket is a new feature that was just announced called Lockdown Mode. Um, If you remember last fall, we talked about the Pegasus spyware that was basically infiltrating (laughs) Uh, countries, PCs, Macs, I mean, pretty much everything. And they were getting a lot of sensitive data, not only from just, you know, regular, quote unquote, regular people, but um, it was being used against um Folks who were uh, journalists in uh, countries where we they necessarily don't have the free press, but all to say it was pretty significant. It had a lot of the girls scare, like oh my god, what are we gonna do? So out of all of that madness, Apple has come up with a lockdown mode, and it's not just for iPhones; it's for iPads and Mac computers as well. And it is specifically designed to fight against any type of hacking. Uh, Campaign schemes, you know, things for targeted individuals. This mode is specifically geared towards that. Now, while the Pegasus attack didn't affect a large number of people, the people that it did affect were significant. And again, it's better to have too much in your arsenal than not enough. So it's better for people to have access to this rather than not in the event that they are one of the select few who gets targeted or gets caught up in this type of melee. So the um this this lockdown mode, it will be free. It is expected to come later this year. Um but it's it's one of these things where it allows um basically extra protection for users on your phone.
0: Right. Go. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna read what it does. Okay, so go for it. on this uh story. It says lockdown mode is an extreme optional protection that should only be used if you believe you may be personally targeted by highly sophisticated cyber attacks. So that's not your baby mama following you. That's not you think your job is reading your emails. It's not that you think your parents are overly controlling and they watching all your Instagram and your YouTube and your TikToks is none of that is for people who are. Might be targeted in highly sophisticated cyber attack. Most people, Apple mentions actually in the lockdown mode. Most people are never targeted by attacks of this nature. But if you are, when the iPhone is in lockdown mode, it will not function as it typically does. Apps, websites, and features will be strictly limited for security. And some experiences will be completely unavailable. So that's basically, for lack of a better uh, words, uh, scorched earth for yes. your phone you may be able to make a phone call you may be able to send a text message but that's about it <laughs> yeah.
1: and they don't call lockdown mode for nothing and again like i said at the top this is for those folks who are in oppressive regimes whether you be a journalist whether you be an activist those type of systematic um you know invasive um Procedures that are trying to specifically target you for what type of information you're trying to disseminate or what you're trying to do on the ground as it relates to human rights, um, as it relates to free press. This is what this lockdown mode is is for, and it's not for everyone, but everyone will have access to it, and it will be free. One of the things that the article does talk about as well is that. You won't specifically for your phone. It's going to block attachments. You'll be able to preview links. Um, Any websites that could possibly be hackable is going to prevent that incoming FaceTime calls from people you don't know. Now, if you have a FaceTime call coming in and you know that you are not being targeted, this is this isn't for you. You can just decline it or ignore it if it's something unknown. But for people in these types of situations, this can be dire. The other thing is that I thought was very interesting and brought up unique point is you can't, um, it says Apple devices will also not accept accessory connections unless the device is unlocked. So, meaning you can't remotely install anything. Um, you won't be remotely um, be able to be accessed unless your phone is actually unlocked.
0: Right, because there are some software boxes. I call them call it a gray box, if you will, to where police officers, for example, could take your phone, plug it up to this box, and extract information. Right. Well, with this lockdown mode. They won't even be able to do that because Mm -hmm. the phone has to be unlocked. So it has to be in in your presence. And basically, for lack of a better term, you have to give consent. So if you are, uh, you know, detained for whatever reason and you don't give consent and they take your phone anyway, this lockdown mode will prevent anything from connected to it. You can't stick no lightning port to it. You can't charge it up. You can't do anything uh, by connecting it to anything. iTunes you know, anything, it locks all that down.
1: It won't recognize the input. So it's one of those things where, um, Apple, um, is, is trying to pull this in and to head off any type of, of unwanted access. If you are being targeted or if you find yourself in a dangerous situation where, um, your your device might be able to be compromised. So this new feature will be um, ready for testing um, this summer, and then it will be uh, fully released and free publicly to everyone in the fall. This is a part of a larger measure that um, Apple is doing in conjunction with this lockdown mode um, they announced also that they have a $10 million grant to the Dignity Fund, which is established by the Ford Foundation, which helps to support human rights and financial social repression. So it seems like this is something that is all-encompassing when it comes to uh, protecting human rights and protecting your devices if you find yourself in a situation that is, is dangerous for you. So, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. And again, remember, this isn't just, you know, something to take lightly if you enable this lockdown mode. This is something pretty serious. And before you enter into that mode, you need to make sure that this is something that is is absolutely necessary. That is going to wrap up the lowdown for this week where we talked about all Apple-related things. Next, we are going to head on over into Second String where we talk all other tech. Kicking it off this week, if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, which many of us are, you now get a year free of Grubhub+. Plus. What is Grubhub Plus you may ask it uh-huh. is <laughs> a um it is uh normally 9.99 a month um cost and this gives you unlimited zero food delivery fees on orders over $12 um it also gives you access and exclusive perks and rewards such as free food and discounts so it seems that Amazon and Grubhub have teamed up to make this accessible to Prime users. Um, it's pretty easy to access and activate. You just go to Amazon.com Grubhub. There's apparently a big button that says activate free Grubhub Plus. Click on that and you are in the money. Again, is anything free really? Of course not. (laughs) There is always a catch. So, once you activate this uh, free Grubhub Plus, you may want to make a little calendar note on your phone for when you're out. Because if you do not, in one year's time, you will be automatically renewed and you will be charged $9.99 per month. So, again, if you choose to participate in this free um, uh, Grubhub Plus, you may want to go ahead and put you a quick little reminder or a quick little calendar uh, reminder that in one year's time, exactly, um, your free subscription will run out.
0: And you better set it for a week or so ahead of time, because if you're like me that ignores and, s- and snoozes reminders, mm-hmm. you may snooze that thing for a week and then have to pay <laughs> that nine bucks. So, <laughs> yep. You definitely and wanna... the good
1: thing to know is you can cancel at any time. So it's not one of the things where. If you're in it, you're in it. You can go to the Grubhub Plus membership section in your Grubhub account and cancel it at any time. So that looks like it's a part of, um, It reading this article, um, it looks as if this may be a part of a larger prime member perks for upcoming Prime Day, which is on the 11th and 12th of this month. Um, because there are some other things. Um, Thursday the Night Football um, is going to be on Prime Video, so you can get up to 15% on some accessories, electronics on the, uh, licensed NFL products in the fan shop. Looks like there are some other um, uh, technology, uh, smart TVs and such um, that you can um, get some primary perks on. And apparently there's a new... The lord of the Rings series as a prime member you'll get access to that sneak preview so looks like it's a bunch of things that they are trying to ramp up and lead into going into prime day so hmm figured it was interesting i don't really use grubhub um
0: i I may uh check it out simply because these uh delivery services charge crazy fees
1: oh yeah absolutely and
0: and then even even then like if not the delivery fees and the processing fees and whatever what else fees i've noticed that restaurants fast food joints whatever we'll just use fast food as an example uh my kids like wendy's so every once in a while we'll order wendy's some of these food delivery services i can't remember which one they won't even allow you to order the value menus. Not the value. But when you go to when you like the four for
1: four type thing, not even
0: those. Like if I go order a number one, whatever restaurant that is, whatever fast food and it has the 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 main dish, whether it be a hamburger, whether it be whatever fries and a drink. Right. I've been on some of these food service delivery sites to where you can't even get the meal you have to buy the sandwich.
1: Oh, you have to do each thing and separately. And you got to buy the
0: fries and mm, then you got to yeah. buy the drink. They ramp up the charges on that. So those cost more because the whole point wow. of getting a meal is you're getting a discount if you buy them all together. They don't let you do that. And then they charge the extra delivery service fees, all these other things. By the time you order, we could, for a family of five, we could get away with paying high 20s, early 30s for food. By the time you get done adding all this, the same Ooh. orders that we normally get, it's like fifty and sixty dollars. So That's just out hurt. of spite, or not just out of spite, just out of sheer logic, if you if I could um do this Grubhub and they have, you know, same food restaurants, yeah. You know, I don't know, you they know, do. what they're lacking. Okay. So if they do, then running the risk of just missing out on my window to pay ten bucks. If I you know cancel outside of the one year free trial period, that's worth it than paying an <laughs> uh, extra twenty bucks every yeah. time I try to order food delivery service from anybody else,
1: yeah, so it definitely is an upside next up, we want to talk a little bit of Google last week in our second string segment. we talked a lot about the technology surrounding. The I guess fallout from um, the Roe v. Wade overturn um, decision. So it appears as if Google has eased their restrictions for um, the abortion pill provider. So apparently there is a way to certify your company as provide what gives you a provides abortion label. Before it was only for lack of a better term, brick and mortar. Establishment. So it pretty much took the telehealth um, you know, uh, companies out of the um, ability to say that we are um, a, an abortion provider, especially since with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, not all states, it's now states' decision on how they want to proceed. So now not all states are going to be able to provide any type of plan B or any other type of abortion pill where folks would may have to get it from a different state. So now telehealth, um, uh, companies will be able to get this label now to be able to send out, um, abortion, uh, medicines, pills, that type of thing. And reading this article from Gizmodo, it was this, this change that, um, Google has decided to do appears to be you know, the very least they could do to help the situation, because the art further down the article it states that Google did take um, ad revenue from uh, anti-choice uh, companies, and this label was provided um, to anti-choice people. You're thinking you're looking for or, or getting help from in your search engine from a company that provides abortion services. What it turns out is. They actually don't provide abortion services, but they have that label and their goal is to talk you out of getting an abortion. So these ease of restrictions allows for people who actually provide mailed um, uh, abortion pills to be considered, I guess, official um, in the realm of, of the search where people go into search. And the article does indicate that after the ruling came down, the search for abortion pills and abortion uh, locations spiked, obviously. So this is a way for, again, as I mentioned, the telehealth companies that mail out um, abortion pills to be labeled as, um, to get the, the uh, basically the seal of approval, Google. right, mm-hmm. of, of being an abortion provider. Again, these companies will have to go through the same process. They will have to get certified and go through the certification process to, uh, earn that label, but it is now available to many of these male, uh, services, telehealth services that did not have it before. So I guess thanks Google for doing the bare minimum, but this um, is going to help many people.
0: Well, there's doing the bare minimum. And then there's just like making it evil, making it level, making it level all the players. Cause you mentioned, that they were taking money from uh, pro-life groups. And then those pro-life groups, you know, could use the advertising to, like you said, if somebody were researching to talk them out of any choices or decisions that they potentially would be making, which is unfair, right? right? So like you said, at the very least, make it so that the, Companies that are actually providing the service can be found on Google when the people who are advocating against the service against can easily be found on Google. It's like right. make it even and then yeah. get let me, the user, choose whether or not I want to research uh, pro life or looking for, you know, abortion services or whatever the case may be. Make it level, right? Number two, obviously, sp- um, abortion search spiked after this so google's like oh so let's figure out how to take advantage of this
1: let's get this money
0: let's get this money (laughs) and let um you know women's health or abortion services advertise on google so they can get their search rank, so they can fight for the same keywords that everybody else is fighting for on google that just means more money for google so they get this altruistic you know um uh play for google Ain't what it seen. Ain't what it um, appears to be. But Not at all. on the flip side, um, Facebook has come down hard on uh, companies that were advertising abortion services, and they pretty much just drew a line in the sand. It's like, well, yeah, I ain't gonna be doing that over here. I'd have to look at. that. I had to go dig for the exact for the article that I read. But they're making it harder for uh, abortion services to be found on facebook right mm. which uh, oh and then number, number 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 one two three number four <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that this you you know if you're either a a person trying to search for abortion services uh online you know you had to jump through all these hoops or people who are promoting uh these services on google service google search and whatever tools had to jump through all these hoops. Meanwhile, men looking for erectile dysfunction pills, you I mean, plastered all at, on TV, over the internet. At the
1: Super Bowl, everywhere. And they have
0: telehealth and they you ain't gotta have no special designation and you ain't gotta jump through no extra certification or verification hoops to provide medicine prescriptions two people looking for either aid erectile dysfunction or just you know male stimulants you know it's crazy how lopsided our society is to where it's like for men if you want to make as many babies as you want we're going to help you but women if you decide eh, I want to control my body yeah no nah, y'all can't do that This is crazy.
1: What are you thinking? We know what's best for you. And it's very interesting. I did see um, someone on Twitter. um, They have lupus. And apparently there is a pill that is that they take for lupus that they can't get or have to jump through a bunch of hoops to get because one of the side effects of the drug is that it can provide, it can abort a fetus. So people who have illnesses who have been taking this medication as a part of their health regime, this could is now being taken the, away from them because right, with, one of the side one of the many side effects is that it could cause an abortion
0: and that and those are those side effects that people say, well, if you just ain't getting an abortion then this don't affect you no you'd be surprised yeah. at how this ruling yeah. the 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 snow not necessarily so snowfall but uh, snowball rather um but all of the, unrelated or non- The tentacles. Right, the tentacles right. The are uh, deep. Affect all the yeah. different things until it affects you and then you're going to be like, oh, well, when I first came out, I, but now that my sister or my wife mm-hmm. or my cousin or my so-and-so, you know, has been affected, now we're, why can't you have, I don't understand why we don't have that same compassion for people in general. It's one thing to be against something but to Work so hard to stop somebody from doing something that they want to do because just because you don't believe in it, it's just there's no compassion, in my opinion. But that's a conversation for another day.
1: Right. It should not take something directly affecting you for you to care about it. Right. All right. The final thing we have up in second string. I know that we talked about cryptocurrency before on this show. And how it kind of, you know, overtook at one point, everything was crypto, crypto, crypto. We were all talking about it. Everyone was talking about it. Everybody was trying to get it. One of the unfortunate uh, side effects of any type of new currency technology implementation is what happens when it fails. So uh, Voyager, which is a um, company that is um, one of the uh, leading firms in managing crypto dollars um, has filed for bankruptcy. Uh, it's called Voyager Digital Limited. And one of the things that this uh, has has come out is that um, everyone who has crypto in this company, they may not necessarily get what Mayhole. they put in. Right, mm. they may get some of it back in crypto. They may get some of it back in um stock uh benefits. um but they won't get their one for one back out of what right. In. so now, I'm if read you this. put cash in, yeah, if you put cash in, you can get all your cash out. but if you have crypto in, that's going to be a little bit difficult
0: so I'm gonna read this sentence: Voyager intends to repay users with a mix of crypto they deposited stock in the restructured company <laughs> voyager tokens and money recovered from the bankrupt hedge fund three arrows capital Court paper show three arrows owes voyager more than 650 million <laughs> the part that tickled so the 600
1: me, the 650 million is from a banked <laughs>
0: right that ain't even the part that tickled me right the part that tickled me <laughs> voyager tokens what the hell is those and why don't i want those i want my money and back.
1: what stock restru- what what restructure company how do we even know we're getting a restructured company and
0: then how are you gonna lose my money with one company like hey 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 you lost your money with this but this company trusts us it's like no <laughs> i want my yeah. money back yeah so it just tickled me you know like when you uh uh what company do try to do me like this i can't remember what company, but they, I, they, I lost my money or something. And they were like, oh, we'll give you uh, some coupons. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to slap you with these coupons because this doesn't,
1: that doesn't equate to the cash right, that I have in there. What I gave you. I'm
0: going to remember <laughs> what company. It was a small amount, but you know, just the fact that they fixed their face to say, oh, we we'll give you some coupons. coupons. Yeah, I know what it was. I remember what it was now. So (laughs) I'm going to keep that to myself because I don't want (laughs) to blow them up. But yeah. Much like
1: Voyager with their tokens.
0: Right, right. It's like, (laughs) I don't want to funky tokens. What the hell are those?
1: (laughs) Like, are you even going to... What is... You're going... You filed for Chapter 11. So there is no guarantee that these tokens are going to even be worth anything. So it's one of those things where we talk about... Um, you know, new technologies, making sure that we, you know, are on the forefront. This is unfortunately one of the downsides of being an early adopter in any type of technology. There is risk associated with getting into something new. It could pay off big like Amazon stock, or it could be in this case, if you have a large amount of money or crypto, or any type of currency within uh, Voyager. And it looks as if they accepted pretty much all of it, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, cash, any other type of assets. But one of the other things that I think I was very interesting to me is the companies that they are hoping to recover money from are the companies that Voyager lended your money to because again, as with any bank, your money sits in, in basically their account and their interest that you're earning from these billions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars. They are able to leverage that and use that as, uh, as lending
0: to these. No, under- so what companies. they do, uh, you almost, so what they do is your money that you put in the bank doesn't sit in their bank. They use that money as collateral to show that they are solvent right. and they get money, uh, they borrow money based on the collateral that you have. And on top of what you said, they they lend it out to other people. So if, if all of us have hundred thousand dollars in the bank, if 10 people have hundred thousand dollars in the bank, uh, you know, whatever that uh, adds up to, that money just doesn't sit in the bank. They use that money no. and they lend it to other people. And right. then they collect money on the interest for loaning it out. So the bank takes $100,000 that we've all put in. They lend it to somebody else. And then as somebody else pays them back. The bank collects the interest. And that's how they make money.
1: Right. You ever wonder so, how bank.
0: Yeah. That's how banks make money. Yeah. They take your money. Lend it out to other people. And when them people make pay more you money. back. Yeah. Plus interest. They keep yeah. the interest. And they give you a little funky money back. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so basically what Voyager does. Is they. They lended this money out. Um, so reading from the article says Voyager also lends deposits to third parties to pay interest to customers, so they have quite a few big money billionaires who have these, um, uh, I guess they're calling them counterparties. So the interest rates range anywhere from 1% all the way up to 30% for some of these companies, so they're saying, hey, we have outstanding money from the biggest chunk is from this bankrupt hedge fund at 65 million, 650 million, but we also have these other companies. One company has, you know, almost uh 375 million, another company has 17 million, another company has 20 something million. So they're saying, don't worry because these other people owe us money. And so when we get the money from the people that owe us money, then we can pay you back the money mixed back to you. Because we're not going to give it all to you back the way you gave it to us. We're going to kind of, you know, remix a little bit to to make sure you get it back. But we don't know when that's going to happen because right now we're in the middle of our filing and the people who owe us the most money, they're over there in the middle of their filing. So we don't know when we're going to get back what. But when we do get it back, this is how you're going to get it. So-
0: never never risk Anything what you are not to willing to lose yeah exactly and a lot of people did that chasing the bitcoin craze of yeah. what 10 years ago five years ago two yeah. years ago and, and now people saying, oh,
1: oh i'm a millionaire now i made all this money i cashed out
0: what the, goes this, up
1: must come down
0: <laughs> so the problem is they didn't cash out that's the problem if no, you know what i'm saying the people
1: Talk about they they now had they were now millionaires they cashed their millions out but i don't even think they went, did it
0: oh you don't, I don't think even think did? i think that the companies cashed out but the people who were saying i made a million dollars in bitcoin oh. their money was still in bitcoin <laughs> because the reason why they didn't take it out is because if they would have took it out the government would have came and got their money they would have had to pay whatever the the conversion trend, whatever
1: transaction
0: fees, whatever that is to switch yeah. your money from crypto to real money. You add the Fed, you add those fees and then you add the feds coming to look for their money because that's income now. Yes. Now that you cash that out, that's you. If you were one point two million dollar millionaire in crypto after you do that you're back down to seven hundred fifty thousand. so what they said was oh let me leave it in crypto and then voyager came and ganked all your money out so now you're screwed
1: so (laughs) now you have nothing
0: now you have less than what the government and the transaction fees would have been so
1: (laughs) and you have no idea if or when you're going to get that back but i say all this to say is anytime you are trying to be again like i said an early adopter recognize that there are most certainly risks that are associated with this and make sure you have your ducks in a row and your expectations leveled so that if something like this does happen you know you can tweet through it or you know be able to eat it or or have some sort of understanding that this could could happen so you're not completely you know at a loss and I'm sure because people are new to this game
0: they their There's colleges, some losses, they yeah. Interest loans, 401 ks all these other things. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. So um I guess this is probably going to be something that is uh, uh going to be visible and probably back in the news when there are some new developments, because I do believe this is the first of the cryptocurrency companies that have had to file for. Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So
0: this is ushering into a new The first to actually file. Some of the companies just just like the owners just disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you're right. They're the first company that actually said, you know what? We ain't got it. (laughs) Other companies just like deuces.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I say all that to say is this is going to set a new precedent, I believe, on how crypto is handled at this level, and maybe some sort of legislation, maybe some sort of standards will come out to be able to better protect consumers, because there is a significant amount of people who do um, have these wallets or crypto investments. Units, yeah.
0: yeah, but yeah. the problem—I don't with- even have
1: the nomenclature for it. But what, whatever it is that you, you know, house your money. Um, This
0: this, this currency, yeah, some
1: protections around it.
0: But that's the other benefit. That's what they say. The other benefit to crypto is it's decentralized. It's not Mm -hmm. held by one entity. You know what comes with me having my money in a federally regulated bank? Federal, federal regulations. (laughs) When your money, and they're going to
1: make sure my money gets ran back,
0: (laughs) right? When, When and again, there's nothing. Nothing's guaranteed. But if if the bank says my $200,000 is insured, federally,
1: Uh, FDIC insured
0: versus crypto it's like, well, whatever, you know, if whatever comes, you can't go crying to the bank. The bank is like, hey, man, you didn't put your money in me, so I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Again,
1: it's knowing what you're getting yourself into when you go into these new types of technologies is being aware that the normal rules don't apply. You can be one of those folks who are most certainly for not having the government track or know what you're doing, how much you have or what's going on. So that's an upside, but there is a downside, meaning that you don't necessarily get those protections that you would if the government was involved. So it's a trade-off. It's a balancing act. You have to decide what's going to be best for you and then accept the outcomes of that because I would presume if they have these many people old, owing them this amount of money and they have a valuation or worth uh, of a uh, 1.3 billion um, they have to have quite a few people who have some significant holdings um, as customers in 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 their company as well so um, so yeah this is again I think one but of Eve the first still- times is tangible
0: it, but even still with that evaluation just says how much you're worth it don't say how much you got <laughs> so even with the you you know you saying uh company it says it says the company
1: that. has 1.3 billion of crypto assets on its platform i'm uh, not 100% oh, sure what that means yeah but i
0: don't again i don't think that translates directly to how much money Dollars they can and cents. give out yeah <laughs> meaning so, they don't
1: have 1.3 just kind of chilling to kind of dish you out what you owe.
0: Sure don't, Um, but yeah, uh, not to belabor the point, but it's just like, uh, it's gonna be a while before we finally figure out what is the use case for cryptocurrency and all the other digital things, blockchain, web three, right now it's the wild wild west. So it's best to, you know, lay low, you know, get into the game, but like Nika said, be informed, You know, and understand the risks because this ain't no get rich quick scheme, you know, uh, like you see, like you think on Twitter, you know, you got all these people doing all these crazy things. That ain't that ain't reality. So you got to be definitely be mindful. I'm not saying learn. I'm not saying get educated. But at the same time, right now, this ain't the this ain't the new, you know, uh, uh, web uh, web company boom you know uh of um, you know the early com. what 2000s or so you know yeah, you got the to to wait and see what's going to happen yes, with yeah. this thing
1: yeah yeah so um good luck to folks who are wrapped up in this um i hope you get some sort of of, of restitution and and good luck so that is going to wrap up second string we are going to head on into for the culture where we talk about things that are culturally relevant to us or things that we want to talk about culturally. And I got this actually from uh, one of your Twitter posts. Um, And I was like, this is a very, I won't say interesting concept because it does involve the death of a child, but it does bring up some very valid and necessary points and questions that need answering. So um, TikTok is being sued by the mother of a 10-year-old uh, girl who um, apparently died taking part in one of the TikTok challenges. So I, I bring this up to say, I'll let you go a little bit more into it because I know that you do have young children who are are in this age range. But my overarching um, question from not just this TikTok challenge, but social media in general, where is the accountability? Where does it start? Where does it end? Who does it start with? Who does it end with? How do all the players in this take accountability for what is happening on social media?
0: Um, so the problem with social media, in my opinion, the big problem, the big overarching problem with social media is that it's social. And what I mean by that is it's up to the community to create the content that we are sending tweets. We are uploading Instagram pictures. We are communicating with friends and family on Facebook. We are creating videos for TikTok. So as a result, the content that is disseminated that is used in these algorithms um, to either target or just to create a silo, just based on whatever videos, posts, tweets, whatever the case may be, the algorithm sees what you're doing and curates your experience. But the initial content is created by the users, created by the community. In addition to that, the algorithm isn't some dude sitting behind a computer saying, oh, Terrence clicked on this. Let me show him this. Or, oh, Nika liked that. She must be into this. So let me show her more of that. It is a computer. It's a it's a automatic. It is a algorithm like they used that automatically does this with very very small if not any human oversight so having said all that when things like this happen and you ask who's responsible who's at fault who should be held accountable the fact that social media is social and it's up to users to create the content and the company or the platform just curates that content based on your preferences. It's almost like both of them are held can be held accountable and can be held responsible. Um but the platform can always have that in my opinion that out that says we don't own the content, we don't create the content, all we do is curate it based on your interests. Now, um the point that this in this particular case, the mother, I think she said that um Anderson, t- Tawana, uh, t- t- we're going to call her Tawana, I'm sorry. Tawana, yep. <laughs> Anderson is, has accused TikTok and his parent company of negligence and having a quote unquote defective design, blaming the platform's algorithms for exposing a young child to a dangerous challenge. So, in my opinion, I'm not a lawyer, but what they're trying to do is say the algorithm that the platform uses to curate your experience is at fault, not the actual content. Basically what she's trying to say is, okay, well it wasn't the people that created this blackout challenge. It was the response. It's the platform's fault for showing it to her. Right. Mm -hmm. But even still, like I said, you know, I'm pretty sure TikTok's lawyers or whomever is responsible is going to then probably counter with the, well, it's user generated content. So if you, Don't want your children, or you don't want to see this content. We've put in all these different things and whatever to give you more control over your content. So, and like
1: you said at the top, what you as a user select on or choose to watch that's what shows up in your feed. I know because Instagram has just basically become reels. If I am scrolling, I mean, not even click on it, if I'm scrolling and I linger on a dog video. All I'm seeing now are dog videos in my feed. So it's one of those things where it's like you said, it's it's crowdsourced entertainment. So that you, you that the
0: algorithm is curating based, based on, your, on your selections. In, right, right. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's crazy and it's a shame to say, but you know, the fact that uh, this young, this lady's daughter. She said she was ten years old.
1: Ten.
0: Um, participated in this, and unfortunately, uh, lost her life. It sucks, but that's what social media is, right? <laughs> I, yeah. And you one know, of the things
1: that I, one of the things that I was interested in, because I know we've talked about it before on Instagram where they have a age limit. And I'm not a huge TikTok user. Anything from TikTok that I see, Uh it's from what's trickled over to to Twitter. Instagram, right. Right. Uh And so I went and I looked it up. Apparently you have to be 13 years of age to create Uh an account. And if you're under 18, you have to have a parent's approval. So that part with the approval Kind of, I guess, stuck with me is meaning you are aware that challenges are on TikTok, on social media in general. Mm -hmm. As a parent of a 10 year old who Mm -hmm. technically isn't supposed to have an account, Mm -hmm. but has one, Mm -hmm. you still have to get approval if you're under 18 to even have the account. Mm -hmm. So when I asked about the accountability, My thought was, yes, there is a responsibility for the social media platforms to ensure and put safety protocols in place to protect vulnerable people. Um, And honestly, just anybody in general, because anyone is susceptible to any type of content on these sites. But at the same time, as an adult, you have a certain level of- Yeah, you should have a certain level of expectation of what you're getting into. But as a child who unfortunately isn't fully formed, isn't fully aware, there needs to be protections. And it appears, at least on the surface, that they have this age requirement and this approval requirement that there is some culpability and responsibility on the parent as well. So as a a father of three, children to which are of age to be on social media or use YouTube because the kids are all about the YouTube. As a parent, how do you go about the whole social media YouTube game when it comes to your children?
0: So, um, me personally, um, I'm very hands-on Um, I don't know if that's from just being in the technology space to know the ins and outs of technology and just being on social media for so long, you know, just knowing how things go. Um, Whatever the reason is, I'm very hands on with my kids. Um, I personally have ages restrictions in place to where you have to be a certain age to get a phone. and You got to be a certain just not. Forget whatever TikTok or social media or Apple or Google, Facebook, whatever they say, you know, we have our own rules and restrictions as a household. in the household that you have to abide by as you get older, as you show more responsibility, then that releases more freedoms to you. But there's no, as far as technology, social media comes, there's really no bending on the rules for, for us when you, you don't get a phone until you turn 12 flat out so you know my kids and then let's just go with TikTok specifically you know i i built in some of the apple security features to where any app you download it automatically comes to me to approve and i have Mm -hmm. to approve of it so my kids just don't download an app and roll the dice they actually come to me and say hey dad i want to download this because they know if they just try to uh, download it. I'm going to delete it. It's still it. coming I'ma, to you. I'm going to deny the approval. So you better off coming to me ahead of time.
1: Oh, so they get the automatic denial if they if they don't talk to you first. If
0: they don't talk to me first, what is this? I'm either sending you a message. What is this you're trying to download? Or you're better off coming to me first because that's going to give you more probability of you getting an app, right? So mm-hmm. based on what it is, yada, 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 right? So to answer your question, I'm very hands-on because again, I don't want to be in this type of situation to where I'm saying, okay, TikTok, what did you do to protect my child? I'm going to do what I have to do to protect my child. And then if I can say I did my best, then I'm going to say, okay, well, uh TikTok had a certain responsibility, you know, certain protocols were missed. You know, if I was them, which I'm assuming they are, their argument could be, well, how is something as dangerous as the blackout challenge able to live on TikTok's main feed known as the for you page? Like when you open up TikTok, because again, I got kids they on TikTok. So I need to be on TikTok, right? Right. So me going on TikTok and the for you page is you don't even have to um like or comment or follow a bunch of um uh profiles to get a curated f- feed. TikTok will just show you stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then based on how long you watch it, based on if you like or comment or follow the person, then they start to curate, right? Gotcha. But the For You page is just flat out stuff that TikTok has deemed popular.
1: That's popular.
0: Right, so for the fact that this blackout challenge uh, for it to live on this For You page means that TikTok really isn't, doesn't have any sort of human oversight. Control, yeah. You know, because if they did any norm, I'm, I'm only going to assume that any person moderating or whatever you want to call it will look at what's this blackout uh, challenge and click on it and be like, no, we're not putting that on. T- we're not putting <laughs> that on TikTok. That ain't going on the for you page. But the fact that according to this, if that's the case, then there was some there's some oversight that either TikTok doesn't have or needs to be put in place. You know so that's i'm assuming that's one of the cases they're going to again personally i don't even want it to get that far you know i've put specific me and me and my wife have put specific uh family rules in place to where you have to abide by the rules to even get access to some of this stuff you know my kids at 10 years old they wasn't on social media at all because they didn't have the tools to do it Mm -hmm. and then once they got their ipads and we locked them down With all these extra social features and then as they progress you get access access to more stuff now again i'm not saying my kids are special i'm not saying i'm special kids are kids by the grace of god (laughs) you know yeah some of them survive and you know escape but some don't right so i'm not saying i'm not even i'm not going to say that about me to say that this this uh mother didn't have any of that stuff in place. She very may, well may have, could have, and life happens, right? Right. Um, but I can't take that chance. So I can only say for me that my kids will just have to be not as hip <laughs> as the rest of the kids are who are on TikTok at, or, or, or have phones at 8, 9, and 10 o'clock. 10, 10 years old because mm-hmm. you know and not to drown this even longer you know a lot of parents say oh we want them to be social and all the other parent kids have it and they're the you know, the other kids have phones we didn't care if you know my youngest daughter's kids had phones when they were eight nine ten eleven twelve years old before she got one in hindsight it really wasn't that big of a deal right <laughs> she had she had she had other ways to communicate with her friends. And then when she got the phone, it was like, oh, you know, I've graduated, for lack of a term. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, I'm going to die. Now I'm finally in. Right, right. Or it wasn't a, she wasn't a, oh, I'm going to, same way with my oldest daughter. She didn't get a phone when she turned 12 either. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, um, as a parent, I didn't feel bad for her that she wasn't um, as social with the other kids. And she didn't feel bad you know that they was missing out on something when you get the phone you get acclimated and you, you you turn into like one of the regular kids you know letting let them do it any younger like for instance if TikTok says you have to be 13 or under 18 all this other stuff you know 10 year olds in hindsight once you get to of the age or get permission to get these uh, services you're not missing anything you, you in hindsight, you're like, oh man, I can't believe I missed the blackout challenge, <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying that's yeah. something that you know things change so fast anyway in social media that whatever's happening where when your kids do get access, that's what they become accustomed to, so you're not missing anything by letting them in a little bit early or giving them access really when they're not supposed to. they're not missing nothing, you ain't missing yeah. nothing at all,
1: yeah, it's just unfortunate um that uh this particular child um has passed away. I think the article does mention another child as well who was 12 um who passed away from this blackout challenge as well. So um definitely our thoughts and prayers are are with this family and others and it's just one of those things to say if you have children not just young children, all children, anybody in there, under the age of 18, because they are still growing and learning. The best thing is to take the proactive approach. Be involved, know what's going on, review, uh, access, take a look at what they're looking at to make sure that your children are safe.
0: Because it's ultimately their ultimate, ultimately, they're your responsibility. And for you as a parent to say, well, I'm not up on all the technology stuff or I just don't have time to be going through and combing through every little thing my kid is doing, you know, um, that's your responsibility. That's your job. You took on that responsibility when you decided to have a child. So it's going to be with you forever, forever, even past 18, you know, uh, parents are still parents, you know, so. But that's the job that comes with the job.
1: All right, that is going to wrap up for the culture. Let's head on over to the hookup for our tech tip of the week.
0: All right, so I'm trying to use uh, Reminders a little bit more um, versus using any other third party um, to-do list or task management service simply because, again, it integrates with the ecosystem. Right. One of the main things that Reminders e- um, integrates with, with is Siri. So instead of me going into my phone and typing, remind me to take out the trash tomorrow at 7 p.m. and type all that. I can say, hey, Siri, and I don't want to say her name too loud because all my stuff is going to fire off. But I can say, hey, <laughs> Earl, remind me to take out the trash tomorrow at 7 p.m. and she will do that. Right. One of the tips that I found that helps that out even more, which integrates with other aspects of the ecosystem is. With, if you're on a web page specifically Safari, if you open up Safari browser on your phone, and you're looking at a website, and it's something you need to remember, or like for instance, if I'm on a concert website, and I want to buy tickets, but I I don't know right now, I don't want to do it. I can say normally I would say, "Hey girl, remind me to buy tickets to this concert." Right? Well, with Reminders and Siri and Safari integrating in because they're all part of Apple's ecosystem. If I'm on a Web page, I can say to my phone or to my watch or no, actually to my phone. Hey, girl, remind me about this tomorrow at 7 p.m. Siri and and reminders knows that you're looking at a specific Web page and not only will it create the reminder in the reminder, it'll give you a link directly to the web page nice. to where if you're in if you the the reminder pops up and at the time at the time at the designated time and you click into the reminder, click the website, it'll take you right to that webpage. So instead of you trying to go bookmark the website or save it to your notes or screenshot the pick the website, which is what I'm assuming a lot Most of people of do is <laughs> yeah. screenshot it. You know, you could say if you're looking at it and you're in in Safari, you could say, hey girl remind me about this tomorrow at 7 p.m., she'll book, uh, not bookmark, she'll save the web URL in the reminder. So you can then, when a reminder pops up, you can click on the web URL and it'll take you right to that web page. So that's my tip of the week. If you are deep into the Apple ecosystem, you may want to utilize Safari and Siri and reminders together to save you some steps when you are creating reminders
1: nice that is going to wrap up the show this week brother tech where are you if you're in the news this week where are you and where can folks find you
0: nowhere this week but if you want to chat with me uh, on social media you definitely can find me everywhere at brother tech that's b-r-o-t-h-a-t-e-c-h
1: and me myself i will be on dtns this coming Monday, so you can check me out over there. Otherwise, I am usually on the Twitters, but all of my social media handles are at Diva, and you can find me there. You can find our show on our website by going over to snobowestcast.com you can also comment you can connect with us you can share and support our show by going to that website as well to get all the details on how to follow us how to support and how to share the show with that being said that's gonna wrap up the show for this week thank you for tuning in we will see you next week peace bye everybody